Everyone give a round of applause to Roly as we are, we've never been more on time to start this show here on a Monday uh, afternoon. Harrison Graham here live on I, uh, the show. Four minutes late. I, there's a lot of stuff that I had to take care of today, fellas. A lot of stuff. Uh, I tell you what, I actually am starting to like this four o'clock time slot on Monday and Thursdays because... Uh, we put out a show earlier in the day, typically, so that might be the move moving forward. We'll see uh, what the play is on that front, but uh, get the Roly chants going in the comments, like Wasim, William, we got uh, uh, <laughs> DC Viper, hashtag Bench Roly, Emmanuel says Roly 100. That must be your new uh, I, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. Also, <laughs> DC Viper stopped by actually our Bronco stream yesterday, hung out with me and Matthew Peterson okay. for a bit. Nice. I bet DC Viper was like, God damn, how did the Bears lose to the Broncos? Good uh, that was a good question. The Bears should be two and three. Pretty tough. But uh, got to move forward. Shout out your city. Let us know where you're watching from. And then we'll hit those couple of super chats uh, here in a moment. Loctara's got his weekly hypothetical, so we'll work him in here in just a few moments. And, uh, yeah, that's got to happen too, Rolly. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. Shout out your city. Uh, Jose says Rolly Poli. Uh, we got Keith in Rockford. We got Owen in Wilmington. Eric in Waukegan. Uh, let's see. Jose in Ch South Chicago. Alan Melendez in Chicago. Uh, Luck. Locora in the North Pole. We got Craig in Ogden. Frankie in Vista, California. We've got Amos in Israel. P. Ray in Hardy, Arkansas. Leonard in Philadelphia. We've got uh, Wasim in Irvine. Uh, Unapologetic Truth in Indiana. Andre in Pittsburgh. D.A. in Cape Coral, Florida. Let's see. Isaiah in Bend, Oregon. We've got... Uh, Mike Ditka's sunglasses in OKC. Uh, Siebert, Sam Bears. What's up, Siebert? Uh, Frank in Hoboken, New Jersey. We've got Sassy in Maine. Ash, Eagle Mountain, Utah. Rico in Chicago and in Knoxville. Nick Cole in Carlinville, Illinois. Appreciate you guys for shouting out your city, letting us know where you guys are watching from. What's your confidence level in the Bears beating the Vikings? Let me know. Confidence level. Bears, Vikings. Scale 1 to 10, 1 being you're not confident, 10 being you're very confident. Uh, what say you? Allen says 7. Sam says 5. Phillip says 6. The Greener Bro says 6. Eric says 8. Computer Kid says 4 to 5. Christian says six. Demarius Harris says seven. Nick Cole, eight. Chris says five. Ash says seven. Computer says four to seven. DC Viper says six. Kendra says seven. Ogden says five. We've got another Josh saying 6.5. William Brock says six. Eight from Unapologetic Truth. Adam saying nine. A. Davis says ten. Siebert says five. I called this week five mesh and win. Unapologetic going with eight. We got Love saying ten. A. Davis ten. Six-ish from Chris. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, Roel makes a good point. No Jefferson's confidence level is good. We don't know that for sure, but I don't think Justin Jefferson's going to play. And if that's the case, I think the Bears have a pretty good chance of winning this game. Now, 
Is it a given? Are, are they for sure going to win? Absolutely not. They've won one game in their last 15. Uh, but uh, they should have beat Denver. They won last week pretty easily against Washington. So uh, I think you got a chance against a fellow 1-4 team to come home, stack another win, uh, and then you play the Raiders the next week. A real opportunity to rip three in a row off here. Uh, but it starts with Minnesota now. That's, uh, that's the key. So hopefully they're able to do just that. All right, before we get to these Super Chats, we will uh, first talk about a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Factor uh, for sponsoring today's live show. And what Factor is, is America's number one convenient food delivered straight to your doorstep. Their number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up with fast, chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, and ready-to-eat meals straight to your doorstep. Rolly and I are big fans of Factor because let's be honest, during football season, if you got kids running around too, sometimes it's hard uh, to prepare a lot of meals at home and Factor is going to help you out. They'll get you uh, ready to eat meals to, straight to your doorstep and they take less than two minutes to prepare because all the preparation's been done for you. If they're microwavable meals from Factor, pop in the microwave for a couple of minutes, they're good to go. Some of them are even microwave necessary. If you're someone who travels, maybe you're uh, for work, maybe you're a trucker or something else, uh, you can get bowls uh, to take with you on the run as well. They've got gourmet plus options if you want to level up. Uh, they've got uh, caloric free options. They've got it all. Factor's got really delicious food that's going to be healthy for you and easy uh, to prepare in just a couple of minutes. So here's what you do. Uh, get started with Factor uh, today. Right now, factormeals.com slash bearschat50. That is factormeals.com slash bearschat50. Use code bearschat50. That's going to get you 50% off, half off to give this a try at first. And then trust me, you're going to really uh, like it after that. Factormeals.com slash bearschat50 to get 50% off. Get started with Factor today. Meals straight to your doorstep. Shout out to Sam Lakhtara, our weekly hypothetical Life or death situation, he says. Would you rather save 1,000 random people you'll never meet or save one person you're very close with? And uh, Rolly will chime in here as well. I've actually heard this one before. Yeah. I think the way I would answer this, if it's my wife or son, I'm choosing them. Maybe that's selfish of me, but that's my ride or dies right there. If it's probably anyone else... Maybe there's a few, uh, you know, my sister or my parents maybe would be in that category, but I think even my parents would be like, ah, we're 60 or so. Uh, go save the thousand randos. Um, I think in most cases I would choose a thousand, but uh, if it's my wife or kid, I think uh, I think I would have to go in that direction. Um, Rolly, feel free to chime in here. Feel free to call me an asshole if that's what you think. Um, so you went with the one person? I said if it's my wife or kid, I would have to go one. If well, it's anyone know. else. What if you didn't know? If I didn't know. It was just someone close to you. It like, could I'm be. technically, I'd say close to you. Yeah. I mean. I'm probably going thousand people. Yeah. I just think, like, if you don't know who it is, I think you got to go a thousand. Because, like, there's a lot of people that are close to me, but, like. I think even they would be like, yeah, dude, just save the thousand. So I think I'd go thousand, but uh, it depends. If you know who it is, uh, you know, it'd be, it's a little different. It's a tough one, though. Lochte, you chime in. I want to hear what you have to say. Tito with the five. This was, this was quite a super chat. Uh, Harrison, do you have the phone number of a batter woman shelter? First of all, uh, I don't think you're making light of it, but uh, 
Yeah, I did give you a beatdown of fantasy, Tito. I got, I got to be honest. This was a bloodbath. For those who don't know or forgot, we do have our Bears now fantasy football leagues. First of all, the new running bit is Roley is now 0-5. I'm tanking. He is, yeah, he's taking for the number one pick. Yeah, I'm going for the number one pick. Taking year. for the number one pick. Uh, and uh, I just smacked Tito 172 to 117, and I've got uh, Christian Watson tonight as well. I might just bench him. Say, you know, uh, load management, put, put Christian Watson on the bench. But, uh, yeah, I've rallied to win three in a row. I'm going to be three and two now. So, uh, yeah, Tito, I, uh, I've gotten it rolling a little bit here. Sangray Kim, I'm very happy. Buston's been playing well. We can get a higher draft pick for him when we trade him. We can then start over with Caleb and Ben Johnson. I do really like Ben Johnson, um, that's for sure, and I really like Caleb Williams. But uh, I think, listen, I, I'm excited to watch Justin Fields the next 12 weeks. I, I want to see how he plays. I, I said it last week. Him playing well is only a good thing. A, he can prove you're the, he's the long-term guy, or B, to your point, saying, right, Kim, if you do decide to move on, it can help his trade value. So him playing well is a good thing. You don't need to be a team that tanks because you've got Carolina's pick, and they're going to do the tanking for you. So uh, I think uh, I think the Bears are in a good spot in that regard. Owen Spencer with the 10. Appreciate the Super Chats, guys. How about we send our pick, not Carolina's, to Carolina for Brian Burns. Uh, Walker and Robinson have five pressures combined. Uh, Burns is getting to be traded at the is begging to be traded at this point. Get him before week eight. Well, I did see. So Carolina wants a top receiver, and uh, ironically, because they gave up DJ Moore. Thank you, Carolina, uh, for including him in the trade. I like Brian Burns a lot. I don't think I can trade my pick right now, though. If I if I'm Chicago, like that pick could still be really high. I just I, I don't know if I can go that route right now. Um, so keep that in mind. But uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I would love to get a young and uh, ascending pass rusher that could be here for a long time. But uh, I think I, I don't think I'm trading either of my first-round picks uh, at the trade deadline. Isaiah says weekly, FGB, FGB, FGB. Get the FGBs going for Isaiah. Let's get it popping. If the Packers lose tonight, then uh, the Bears are only one game back of them in the NFC North. They're tied with the Vikings at that standpoint. I'll tell you what, if the Packers lose tonight, the Detroit Lions, like, it's not over, but <laughs> kind of feels over in the NFC North. But they're, uh, they're a good ball club over there. They're good, and the rest of the division has not proven to be so good. Uh, unfortunately, the Packers will probably win tonight because the Raiders are bad. I hope the Raiders win. I want I the Raiders too. to get a second win. I do, too. I, I, I know where you're going with this, Roley. Drake I do too. May to New England. Yeah, Roley wants Drake May in New England. No he, longer he's Drake out on May Mac to Jones. He's out on Mac Jones. He wants Drake May in New England. All right, let's like numbers up. Let's Harrison, go. We're at, we have 370 people watching, only 50 likes. Hit that like button. Let's get to 125. 75 more likes, and then we can start today's show. Come on. The Bears are coming off a win. We got to enjoy football this weekend without any stress. Stress-free Sunday was nice. It like, was nice. On. Get the vibes up. Like the video. Uh, Don Burr loves himself some Sam Laporta. He, he's a good ball player. He's good, man. I, I, I'll give I'll give the, the Lions that. He's he's good. Aiden Hutchinson's a stud, too. Yeah, he's a stud. I can't – the Jags taking – and Trayvon Walker's not bad, but taking him over Hutch, that was a decision. 
I was always Team Hutchinson. 20 likes away. Come on, hit that button, then we can start today's show because we have a good one. That was an example of the RAS charts uh, being relied upon too much. Yep. Like, just just watch the guys. Like, Hutch is a superstar in the making. All right, keep hitting that like button. Here's what's coming up here on Chicago Bears Now. We've got the latest Bears news and rumors, some key injury news and notes to discuss. Uh, and some other storylines as well, so keep up to date with that. Live Q&A, hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions in. If you Super Chat, guaranteed to get on the show. By the way, as always, $100 Super Chats get you in the Bears now. Helmet Hall of Fame. A lot of people in there now. Shout out to um, a couple people who bought other people's stickers during the watch party as well. I thought that was a cool gesture, so... Shout out to those of you who did that. And then we've got some trade targets to take a look at. NFL trade deadline uh, here in about three weeks. So uh, could the Bears make a trade or two? I've got five players I'm keeping an eye on over the next few weeks that Chicago could consider bringing in, especially if they win a game or two here. Look, if they're, they lose to Minnesota, they're probably not making a splashy trade. But if they win this week, win next week, it's three and four. Maybe they try and bring in a player uh, to make a push. So all that and more is coming up here on today's live edition of Chicago Bears Now. Is Kyler Gordon set to make his return to the Chicago Bears? That's where we kick things off here on today's show. My name is Harrison Graham. The Bears have designated Gordon to return from IR. And remember, all that means is that opens up his 21-day practice window, gives him that, gives the Bears that much time to activate him to the active roster or shove him down for the season. Definitely don't think it's the latter. I do think he's going to be back in this 21-day window, and I think he's going to be back this week. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, Tevin Jenkins on a short week coming off IR was able to play uh, about half the snaps against Washington. So I expect Gordon back this week. There was a report after, I think, the the uh, week three game against Denver – or uh, not, not Denver, Kansas City, that Gordon was seen without a cast on. So I think he's been trending in this direction for a while, and now that he's uh, sat out his minimum – required four games for being on injured reserve. I do think uh, activating him this week is uh, very likely, which is a really nice development for a secondary that's been beat up. And uh, I think we're trending back in the right direction. because Jalen Johnson said over the weekend that he plans to play this week. Now, we won't have the official injury report until Wednesday, uh, but uh, he's missed the past couple of games, the hamstring injury, I think, with the extra time between weeks uh, four or five and six. I think him returning is pretty likely. Eddie Jackson will see he's had that foot issue. Hopefully he's able to return. Uh, if he does, uh, obviously Josh Blackwell on IR as well. He's not eligible to return yet. But if Jackson also returns, assuming Gordon and Johnson do, um, you got your full secondary healthy. And again, Johnson on uh, 670 to score this weekend said, I'm quote, for sure returning this week. So uh, sounds like he's good to go. I believe Kyler Gordon's going to get activated as well, and that's a really positive development because if you get Johnson back on the outside, Tyreek Stevenson's gotten a lot of valuable experience. I also want to shout out Terrell Smith, the other rookie corner, who played really well the other night. I do wonder if there's still a role for him to rotate in because I think he's been trending up, but um, we'll see what happens there. But you get Gordon back in the nickel, uh, you're getting healthy at the right time when you when you really have to make a move here. So uh, that's pretty nice to see Johnson, Gordon likely returning, hopefully Eddie Jackson as well. And I think the flip side of the coin too is you got to see some other players 
get some experience, and in some cases really start to make some plays. I thought Greg Stroman played admirably the last couple of weeks. I mentioned Terrell Smith. I think he's done some good things. I think Elijah Hicks has been up and down, but at times he's made some plays, and regardless, he's been able to gain that experience. So, look, when injuries strike in the NFL, people got to step up, and I don't think it was always the prettiest level of play, but I thought uh, in some cases uh, we saw some players uh, take advantage of those opportunities. Now, if you're excited for the rest of the Bears season like I am, type me down below. Listen, this team's trending up. They're finally starting to play like the team we thought we could get uh, this year. Is it too little, too late? I hope not. You still have 12 games left, uh, but uh, certainly behind the eight ball if you're trying to make the playoffs. But either way, I'm excited. It's been fun to watch this team the past couple of weeks. Type me in the comments if you're fired up for the rest of this season. Now, here was an interesting one. Doug Kramer's Practice window has been opened as well. Again, that gives the Bears 21 days to either bring him back from IR or to shut him down for the season on season-ending uh, injured reserve. And the reason I think this one is actually pretty interesting is because the Bears have a surplus at the center position. Now, I don't mean a surplus in terms of like awesome long-term options, but if he's activated, you have four centers. <laughs> You've got Cody Whitehair, who can also play guard and has played guard. Lucas Patrick, who can also play guard, but when he's played, he's played center. Dan Feeney, who we haven't seen much of at all since the Bears traded a sixth-round pick for him. He can also play guard and center, but I think his best position is center. And then Doug Kramer, who really is only a center, sixth-round pick from last year. And the reason I think this is interesting is I just wonder, could this mean Feeney or Lucas Patrick gets cut if they activate uh, Doug Kramer to the 53-man roster? Does it make sense from a roster construction standpoint to carry four centers on the 53? I'm not sure that it does because you think about the rest of the offensive linemen too. Uh, Braxton Jones ideally is going to be back in a few weeks. Uh, you've got Larry Borum. You can't kick him off. He's your swing tackle. He's been playing. Obviously, Darnell Wright, Nate Davis, they're not going anywhere. Devin Jenkins isn't going anywhere. So you're going to carry all those guys plus Jatiri Carter plus four centers. I just, I don't see it. Like, I just wonder if a move could be coming. Now, there could be a scenario where they just want to see Doug Kramer practice, and if he doesn't look the part, they could just IR stash him, keep him on season-ending IR. But I do think that's something to monitor in the next couple of weeks uh, to see because it's not like Kramer would be activated to start, whereas a guy like Kyler Gordon, obviously, if he does get activated, he will be in the starting lineup. Okay, uh, today's show is sponsored by Prize. Picks. Guys, I've been having a blast this football season uh, with daily fantasy sports back in my life because the beauty of prize picks is, listen, if you're normal fantasy teams, if you're already behind the eight ball or if you're just looking to add to that, daily fantasy is where it's at, man. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, you can make picks every single day. So here's how it works. You pick two to six players that will go for more or less than their prize picks projection, and you can win up to 25 times your money. Now, with the pick two, it's just winning three times your money. Here are my picks for Monday Night Football. Less than 242.5 passing yards for Jimmy Garoppolo. I like the more than for Devontae Adams' revenge game against the Packers. I think he goes off, but I don't think he goes off enough where Jimmy G is going to have a 250-plus yard day or something like that. So that's my pick two for tonight's game. 20 to win 60 is what I got rocking tonight. Get started with Prize Picks right now at prizepicks.com/clns. Use our code CLNS 
to get a 100 uh, deposit match up to 100 bucks, I should say. You put in 50, they'll give you 50. You put in 100, they'll give you 100. You're not playing sharks. You're not playing pros. It's just you versus the projections with prize picks. That link and promo code of prizepicks.com slash CLNS, code CLNS, is in the description and comments of this video. Could the Bears sign veteran pass rusher Kerry Hyder? Now, the San Francisco 49ers released Hyder. Uh, after they traded for Randy Gregory late last week. That was actually on the same day that uh, the Bears traded Chase Claypool to the Miami Dolphins. So Hyder's just sitting there. He's available, and he's got some veteran experience. Now, the last three years, he has not had nearly the production that he had, say, in 2020, right, when he had eight and a half sacks, 10 TFLs for San Francisco. Now, part of that is, you know, back then he was more of a full-time starter. Now he's kind of just a – um, specific rotation edge rusher uh, in certain situations. So I, I don't think if you bring in a guy like this, you're expecting him to give you six to eight sacks the rest of the season like that. And look, I, I don't have huge interest. He's 32. This is a team that's gone young for the most part. Um, would I be opposed to bringing him in here on a vet minimum deal for the rest of the season over a guy like Khalid Kareem, who's now on IR and has not played a snap for this team, I'm not completely opposed to that. Dominique Robinson's not showing you much, but again, like even though this front four isn't giving you much, I mean, are you going to bench Yannick Ngakwe for him, Demarcus Walker, or even Rasheem Green? Probably not. Would he give you more than Dominique Robinson? Probably. He can also kick inside. He's 270. So again, if it's that minimum, sure, but this is not some piece you can like build with long term. So I don't have huge interest. I had a few people uh, asking me about it after he got cut. I saw Bears Twitter was like, oh, bring Kerry Hire. And again, I'm not opposed, but it's not like this is a season changer if you bring him in. Like, it's not like the excitement we got when we signed Yannick Ngakwe. Oh, man, this guy's never had less than eight sacks. And he's honestly been pretty underwhelming. I, he's up to two sacks in five games now. So hopefully Ngakwe can get going. But um, Kerry Hyder, eh, not really a needle mover. Now, name a player that you guys think the Bears should sign or trade for. Is there someone out there on the trade market or in free agency that you're like, yeah, man, bring this guy in here, Ryan Poles, let's go. Uh, let me know who that player is down in the comments below. All right, we've got some early returns on our week-long subscriber battle with Vikings Now. I told you on our preview video earlier today that uh, Patrick Seatman, host of Vikings Now, challenged us to a sub battle this week. We got the early advantage, 27 to 13, but as I mentioned earlier, I want to destroy Vikings Now and subscribers. That way, the Bears can destroy the Vikings this Sunday as well. If you want daily content on the Chicago Bears, be sure to hit that subscribe button. All right, let's explore the latest draft situation and scenarios for the Chicago Bears. The Bears still do hold the top two picks in the NFL draft despite finally winning a game because guess who did not win a game? That would be the Carolina Panthers who got boat raced by the Detroit Lions. Uh, so now uh, the Bears still have the top two picks. They just flipped. Carolina's pick is now number one, which of course comes to Chicago. Uh, the Bears falls to that number two slot based on strength of schedule. Then uh, you've got a bunch of one-win teams though. So I mean, if the Bears do start winning, that pick is going to move up a little bit. But uh, I still think that's okay. I mean, th this situation's playing out perfectly. Now, perfect, perfect would be the Bears are at least two and three or three and two, and they're actually playing winning football consistently. They've only won one game. But what's nice is the Bears should not be feeling like they need to tank. Carolina's going to do that for you. Now, they may not land the number one pick. Maybe Bryce Young later in the year figures some things out, and they win four or five games, and that pick goes to three or four or something like that. But I would be absolutely shocked if that pick fell outside the top five. 
And I think they're a clear favorite to get that top selection because that Panthers offensive line sucks. That wide receiver core is horrible. There's a reason they want to get Bryce Young more weapons. And the defense is underperforming. So, like, Carolina's in trouble, and that's very good news for the Bears because uh, they got their number one pick this year, or first-round pick this year, which is uh, very, very nice, I must add. Will the Bears land the number one pick? What do you think? Do they get that top selection? And again, it doesn't matter which pick it is, uh, their own or the Panthers. Type 1 for yes, type 0 for no. I mean, probability and odds would still say 0 for no, like take the field, but I think they're the favorite to get it because they have the top two picks right now. So uh, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm typing my 1 for yes. Thank you, Carolina. We'll take that number one pick, and uh, the Bears can figure out in April what they want to do with it. All right, a little bit, a bit of news before we get out of here. Nathan Peterman is back. On the practice squad this time, uh, the Bears cut Deslin Alexander, a UDFA rookie, off of the practice squad to make room for him. Look, I've told you this before. I'll tell you again. Uh, the Bears value him in the quarterback room. They just do. Now, Tyson Bajan is firmly the backup at this point. Justin Fields obviously playing well. He's the starter. I do think Fields values Peterman's ear, uh, and I think the coaching staff does as well. Uh, so uh, Peterman is back in the fold. And just one more note, uh, Matt Eberflus said at his press conference today uh, that uh, they are exploring adding a defensive analyst to the staff to help just take on the, the film review stuff, weekly uh, schematic uh, preparation things uh, to get ready for games because obviously with Alan Williams out of the fold, not only is Flus having to call the defense on game days, but he's having to lead uh, the entire preparation from a defensive standpoint. So I think just taking some of that work off his plate from a uh, you know Monday through Saturday uh, preparation standpoint is something that's helpful. It will not be Rod Marinelli, Matt Eberflus's mentor. He said that he is happy in retirement. So they're considering a few names, and they, uh, Flus did say if they bring someone in, they hope to do so soon. So I would guess if they bring someone in, it'll probably be this week. All right, appreciate you guys for tuning in to today's show, latest Bears news and rumors. Again, subscribe, help us out. Let's beat Vikings now and new subs this week. Oh, Michael. from Michael Horowitz. Mini boom. Mini boom. I'll tell you what. Uh, I wasn't planning on doing any beer bongs today, but screw it. Fuck it. 50 bucks. I'll do a beer bong. So there's one that I owe. We'll bring the ammunition in here in a little bit. Shout out to Michael saying F the Vikings. Get F Minnesota in the chat. And, um... Let's go. Let's beat the Vikes this week. Beat the Vikes this week. Beat the Raiders next week. Season's back on. Don't want to look too far ahead, but uh, opportunity is there. That's all you can ask. Opportunity is there. Michael, I will knock out that beer bong for you before we sign off today. If anyone wants to match them, we will load those up as well. All right, hashtag bears or super chat to get your questions on the show. Michael, I'll also get, give you the option if you want to go a second 50. If you'd rather do a sticker, we can do that too, but... Uh, Otherwise, I will do a beer bong for you. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions answered here on the show. If you want to ask about trades, if you want to ask about the upcoming game, if you want to ask about anything, uh, there's two ways to get on the show. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat. Not a lot of questions so far, Harrison. Mm. Bears fans, what's good? My you want to go get me a beer bong while, we're, while questions yeah, are loading I mean, up? Listen, we want to answer your questions, give back a bit. Got to get uh, some questions in there. None of you guys are taking advantage of it right now. There's yeah. only like five questions. Oh, man. That is disappointing. How about Josh Norman getting signed by the Bills? 
Like, how is he still getting contracts in the year of 2023? How old? I got to look this up. Any guesses on Josh Norman? Eight, say what? Yeah. Josh Norman is 35. How is he still getting deals? How is he still getting deals? Okay. Super chat from DeBears. We'll answer that in our in our mailbag as well. Draft Olu Fashanu from Scotty. Throw hashtag Bears on there. We can answer that question during the mailbag. But I like Olu. He's up there for me. He's someone I would be very happy with if they drafted him. Stone, you can't put a space between the hashtag and Bears. It's got to be all one word so our software picks it up. Hashtag Bears. You get Bajant, we'll get playing time this year. Hashtag Bears. Let's see here. Sean Deacons, any chance we keep Fields and still have the number one overall pick and don't get Caleb Williams? That's a good question, Sean. If you throw hashtag Bears on it, uh, uh, we'll be able to put that on the show. Otherwise, we're not able to, but uh, that is a good question. All right, I'm going to knock this out now. I'm just feeling it. Shout out to Michael Horowitz. Cheers, Michael. All right, a couple super chats came in. More hashtag bears. We'll get uh, those questions in early on in this mailbag. So keep loading them up. Hashtag bears or super chat. Let's dive in here on today's show. In just a second when Rolly's ready. Oh, presented by. You're all good. All right, hashtag Bears Super Chat. We're ready to roll. Let's dive into this mailbag. We're going to take all of your questions on today's Chicago Bears mailbag. My name is Harrison Graham, but I did want to start with this rumor that's been floating out there. Could the Bears trade for Frank Clark, who, of course, was with the Chiefs for a long time? Ryan Poles was in that front office. The Broncos signed him late in free agency this year. Report out of Denver is that uh, Frank Clark and several other players could be made available on the NFL trade market. Now, my instant reaction to this is Frank Clark is not what he once was. He's battled injuries the last few years. He's only played in two games this year because of that, has zero sacks, uh, is not even starting uh, when – uh, he is healthy, so, you know, it, it's one of those deals where it's like, I don't know how interested I honestly am at this point. Now, what I will say is this pass rush could use as, as much help as it can get, right? I know the Bears had five sacks last week, but only three were from defensive line, and they were late in the game, the D-line ones. Like, Flus is having to dial up more blitzes, which he should, because the front four can't get home consistently. My point, though, is Frank Clark is has not been a high – sack guy in years. He has not had more than six sacks in a season since 2019. That's not even like, that's that's a career ago for some players in this league. So uh, I'm not interested. He's a rental. Like that, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a trade that a veteran team makes uh, to try and get over the hump. Honestly, a team like the Chiefs to try and bring a familiar face back to make a late push. So 
Uh, I don't think the Bears are that team, but uh, obviously the Ryan Poles connection makes it interesting, and we know that this defensive line has had its struggles. But maybe you disagree with me. Should the Bears trade for Frank Clark? Type T for trade, or you can type P for pass. I'm passing on Frank Clark. I don't think it makes sense, uh, given his contract and uh, where the Bears are right now. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I guess he would help this defensive line, but I'm still going to pass. I hope you guys don't pass on subscribing to the channel. This is the real number in real time if you're watching live right now. If you're watching this later, hopefully we've hit 76,000 subscribers. But we're trying to get to 76,000 subs because we're growing. And you guys are awesome. And we appreciate everybody who's subbed already. Type sub if you are a subscriber. But if you have not subscribed, what are you waiting for? It's 100% free. You could be the 76,000th subscriber so. You want daily content, news, rumors, injury updates, and a lot more? Let's get to 76,000. Come on, hit that sub button. We lost one. Oh, no. Seven away. My heart just got broken. The Bears is the Terrell Lewis cut coming back to bite us. I don't know. I mean, I you can't you can't tell me he'd be worse than Domrob, but at the same time, if he was that good, wouldn't he be playing somewhere? Isn't he still on the Saints practice squad? Uh, I would have kept him. I don't know why they cut him and brought in Khalid Kareem, who wasn't active the first few weeks, then went to IR. Kind of feels weird. Wasim, 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 Wasim. He says, Bear Down, FGB, F Minnesota, F Detroit, and F Don Burr, who, of course, is our resident Lions fan. What's the probability Roshan plays this weekend? It's hard to know. 50-50. Um, I, if it was not a long week, like if it wasn't 10 days between games, I'd say it's like 20%. Typically, with the modern concussion protocols, if you get a concussion on Sunday and your team plays the next Sunday, it's, I'd say, one in five chance that that player plays. But with the Bears playing on Thursday, having the two and a half extra days, I do think there's a decent chance. So 40%, 50%, uh, I don't know if it's great odds, but uh, I think there's a chance he clears protocol. Papi Chulo sits, Bears trade the number one pick to the Cowboys for Micah Barsons. Honestly, no. Not the number one pick. Now, if you wanted to trade the lower of your two picks for Micah Parsons and maybe even add a second pick, I would consider that. But I don't think I can trade the number one overall player for one defensive player. Or number one overall pick for one defensive player. I know that sounds crazy. Parsons is unreal. But I think you can get more in a trade for that pick because teams want Caleb Williams that bad. So uh, I, I don't think I would go that route. I appreciate the super chat. It's an interesting idea, uh, but uh, I think I would have to hang on to that pick and uh, hope for a bigger uh, trade package. Now, if you want to get great meals, quick, easy, and for 50% off, Factor is the company for you. Factormeals.com slash bearschat50. Code BearShat50 gets 50% off, helps you get started today. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from Factor's 34-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh and never-frozen meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Producer Roly and I's favorite one that we've had so far, that loaded bacon chicken. It is fantastic. Maybe you're looking for calorie-conscious options during the busy season. Try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. They got all kinds of meal options. They have protein shakes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, 
different options available. The best part and the most consistent part about all of it takes less than two minutes to prepare because they've done the preparation for you. If it's a microwave meal, you throw it in there for two minutes, you're good to go. Some of them are non-microwavable and they're just little grain bowls, protein shakes, whatever. You take them with you, boom, ready to go. Get going with Factor today. They will deliver these meals straight to your doorstep. You can choose exactly what you want. Head over to factormeals.com slash bearschat50. Use code bearschat50 uh, to get 50% off. That is code bearschat50 at factormeals.com slash bearschat50 for 50% off. Pick your meals, prepped and cooked to perfection. Heat, eat, and enjoy. You're not going to be disappointed with Factor. F. Marsh, F. Marsh, F. Marsh, F. Marsh. She says, if the Giants trade Leonard Williams, how much would you give up for him? I actually talked to Marsh about this because he's our Giants uh, now host, uh, host of our Giants channel here at Chat Sports. And you just look at the numbers here, contract year. I kind of guessed it was like his second, third round pick. He's been good in the past. But now looking at the numbers, the descending sack totals and overall production, he said maybe like a fourth-round pick because he is going to be a rental for a team. So quick trade idea just cooked up here. Fourth, the Philadelphia pick, the one you got in the uh, trade down uh, on draft night last year with uh, when they got up and got Jalen Carter. Um, late fourth-round pick, most likely, unless Philadelphia collapses. So I'd be intrigued. I mean, I think if you're going to trade for Leonard Williams, you'd want to give him a, maybe a two-year extension, keep him here. Uh, for a couple of years. He's been a good player in the past. What say you? Would you do this trade to bolster your defensive line? Type Y for yes, or you can type N for no. I wish I was getting Leonard Williams from a couple of years ago. I still think he's got some of that in him, but he definitely doesn't appear to be in peak form at this point. Y for yes, N for no. Would you do this trade for Leonard Williams? DC Viper, could the Bears trade in division for an edge like Daniil Hunter? Uh, well, the, the Bears are going to get a up-close look this week at Daniil Hunter. I'd be open to that. I, I'm not trading either of my first-round picks to do it, but would I trade a second-round pick? Maybe. What you don't want is a Claypool 2.0 situation where you trade a premium pick and you get nothing. Now, I got to think Daniel, a guy like Daniil Hunter is going to give you a lot more than a player like Chase Claypool, but um, I do wonder if uh, that thought crosses Ryan Pohl's mind of, hey, I, I got to be careful here. I can't make the same mistake twice. Ben Seaton, do you think the offense is turning a corner despite all the injuries? Absolutely. Like, the last two weeks has been a completely different offense. There's just no doubt about it. That's regardless of opponent. Like, I know Washington, their, their rankings defensively this year are lower than expected. That's still a tough front to deal with, and you're dealing with a banged-up offensive line that held up uh, against that group. I thought that was impressive. Justin Fields definitely looks like a more confident quarterback, and D.J. Moore is just making plays all over the place. So, uh, I definitely think they're turning a corner. Now is it like a, oh, they've turned such a corner that they're going to blow out the rest of the season? I wouldn't say that. I think we need to see more, but uh, I'd feel pretty good about where this offense is heading right now. Computer kid, what do we need to do to be a contender? Well, your quarterback needs to keep playing well. Um, I think you need to stay balanced on offense. Uh, like I like the explosive plays you're getting, but if you can continue to run the football effectively and uh, chew some clock when you need to. That that's huge. I mean, teams that can, you know, especially late in these games, you know, get into that four-minute offense mode and just really pound the rock and throw play action off of that to extend drives like that. I don't know if you watched Chiefs Jets uh, a couple of Sunday nights ago, the eight-minute drive for for KC to ice that game. That 
you know, stuff like that, right? That's what the really good teams do. So they got to do that, and they got to be opportunistic defensively. I don't think this defense is going to be awesome, but two takeaways the other night, five sacks. If you can get the quarterback down and get a couple of takeaways, then you got a chance. You got a chance. That's what they need to do now. Is Are they going to be a true contender this year? I doubt it. Could they sneak back into playoff contention? Well, you win the next two weeks. You get to three and four. Heading into Sunday night against the Chargers. You're back in the hunt. Get back into the hunt. That's all I'm asking. Your boy Boogie, do you guys still think Flus will be fired after the season? I mean, if the season ended right now, I'd probably say yes. You're one and four. He's three, what, four and 19 overall now? Is that correct math? 17 games last year, five this year. No, four and 18. Um, yeah, I mean, if, you got, if, if it ended like this, but... Um, you know, if they rally to 7-10, and 10, he'll probably survive. Now, do I want that? Eh, probably not. But uh, let's see how it plays out. I'm willing to, I'm willing to see this play out, uh, but uh, he still has a lot to prove, in my opinion. Who you got this week? Big game. Pair of 1-4 teams. I'll tell you what. For a pair of 1-4 matchups, this feels like a pretty exciting game. Both offenses are good. Uh, both teams are desperate, uh, especially – the Vikings, I would think. Uh, they've lost a bunch of close games. Obviously, the Bears know they started behind the eight ball. This should be a fun game. Type CHI for the Bears or MIN for the Vikes. Let me know who you got in this matchup. TU Box, do you think Darnell Mooney is going to do something? I think so. Look, he got open a few times in that Commanders game. Him and Fields didn't connect. I thought on the first play of the game, if Mooney keeps running, it's not a perfect throw, but I think he's got a chance to catch it. Instead, he kind of got turned around and tried to jump back for it. Um, and was able, unable to get that one. Fields missed him on another deep crosser. I talked about that on our Bears-Vikings preview video. Go check that out by subscribing. Uh, that uh, If that connection could get going, then this offense really is going to be tough to stop. Stone Palco, do you think the front office should stay back on deadline day or be aggressive? i, I got to see how the next couple weeks go. Um, I'm open to making trades. I there's, I don't think there's a single trade out there where I would trade one of the first-round picks. I don't. Um, I'd be hesitant to trade a second-round pick, but for a young, proven asset, like more proven than Chase Claypool, for example, I'd be open to it. Um, but uh, I could see this team being like middle-of-the-road trade, like eh, trade a fourth-round pick for a pass rusher that can help you or something like that. So um, I, I think mildly aggressive could be in the cards, but I think it depends on how the wins and losses go over the next couple weeks. Season Dragon, what pick is the highest you would pick an edge in the draft? Who are the best edge prospects in this draft? Well, you got Dallas Turner out of Bama. You got Jared Verse out of Florida State. I think it's in flux right now, obviously. I think, you know, in that five-ish range, I think players that for sure should go ahead of them, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and I'm not just saying who the Bears could draft, just in general, players that would go ahead of them. Those two quarterbacks, uh, I think Olu Fashanu, Marvin Harrison, and probably even Brock Bowers. I think those five players are the five blue-chip prospects right now. I think Jared Verse is right after that. I think Dallas Turner is in the mix there as well. So, you know, between five and ten, I think. So, you know, if you got two top four picks, I don't know if I'm taking an edge at four. Like, and maybe I'm trading down to get one, but uh, that's just kind of where I see it right now. 2.0, one point, is Justin Fields safe? It, is it a winning record or personal growth more important? I think how he plays is most important. Now, you can't be 3-14 and 14, like last year. But if he plays well as a passer, like he has the first couple or last couple of weeks, and they get to like 7-10, and 10, 
Like, if he throws for 3,830-plus touchdowns, that's substantial growth. He threw for less than 2,300 last year. Now, he's not going to run for 11-something like he did last year, but that's okay. He's looking to throw the ball downfield. If he throws for north of 3,500 and runs for well over 500, which he's still on pace to do, that's 4,000-plus yards, and he's on pace to throw for 37 touchdowns. Did any of us think that was possibly in the cards? I don't know if he'll get to 37, but 30-plus is definitely attainable. So, um, I li- again, I like how he's looked the last two weeks. Let's keep building on it. Keep building on it. All right, if we didn't get to your question, I apologize. At HGramNFL on Instagram and on Twitter is where you can ask. I got a lot of DMs to catch up on. I will do that before our next live stream, I promise. Uh, so hit me up at HGramNFL if you got any Bears questions. All right, who you got on Sunday? Any early prediction, Rolly? Um, Soldier or Minnesota? Soldier Field. Ooh. Yeah, I'll flash in a second. Um, give me. If Jefferson's out. Okay, so. I like the Bears at home, if even doing, though they haven't won at home in a if while. If we're doing two predictions, one with Jefferson playing, one with him not playing, let's say Justin Jefferson does play vikings 38 bears 28 okay if justin jefferson doesn't play bears 31 vikings 27 okay i said bears 31 24 if jefferson doesn't play look if jefferson doesn't play i i I still don't think this defense is going to shut them down but the bears have actually kind of sneakily been good against the run they played really well against the run the other night and the Vikings' run game has been horrible. So I, I'm not worried about the Vikes running the football. Um, but the Bears can't get home with four, and if Jefferson plays, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. But if he doesn't, there's really no excuse, Rolly. Like, if, if Jefferson's out, you should be able to hold this team to less than 25. Because they're one-dimensional already, and their best player's out. I, I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation. Like, 24 or less should be the goal. 24 or less should be the goal. So if Jefferson's out, I like the Bears. If he's in, I'd probably lean Minnesota, uh, but I still think it's a winnable game. Your offense is going to have to score 30-plus. May have to score 30-plus regardless, but they've scored 28 and 40 the last two weeks. So, And Minnesota's defense is, I'd say it's, Probably on par with Washington might be slightly better statistically, but I don't. It's not a world beater defense. Hey, we crossed seventy six thousand subscribers. Pat on the back to everyone in the chat. Seventy six thousand subscribers. That puts us less than twenty four thousand away from a hundred thousand. Can we get there by the Super Bowl? I don't know. Twenty four thousand. I mean, we get we're getting over a thousand a week. Let's say we get a thousand a week through week. Um, oh Whoa, no! What the, hell? what the fuck? Who in the chat is doing this to me? What the fuck? I'm in shambles. Look at this. You guys are being mean. That's Don Burr. I guarantee you, if I went sub only chat, Don Burr's name would not appear. What the fuck? That's unbelievable. DC says the same thing. I, everyone's laughing. It's just going down. I'm, about, all right, all right, all right. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. 
Oh, it's just getting worse and worse. They, they, they're being mean. I'm sad. Um, real talk, I'm though, sad. by next football season, I feel like that might be a lock. Yeah, I think by next season. I think maybe even by the draft. I think the draft is what – I mean, let's just say that. 13 more weeks, 12 more games. Let's just say it's right at 1,000 a week. That would get us for what, 87, 88? You're not going to get as many during the playoffs if you don't make it. Let's say it's like 400 a week during the playoffs. Let's just say another 3,000 during the playoffs. Okay, 90 is – I'd say 90 is attainable. By draft? By the Super Bowl. By Super Bowl, yeah. And then can you get an extra 10 by the end of the draft? I think it's possible. Those free agent streams are nuts again. Yeah. I think by the Not end if Don of the, Burr keeps I think by the end of the draft, we'll be at like 98, 99, and then we'll cross 100 sometime during the preseason. All right. So by week one, I, I, I believe. Oh, week one next year better be a lock. We'll see. You just never know. It's crazy to think about being at 100K. I get a plaque. Yeah. Started this channel from zero. Got it up. Were you here when it was zero? Yeah, I started. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I started this channel. Oh, that's dope. Trying, man. Trying. People like Rolly helping us out. Jack getting it off the ground. Rolly's gonna boo Ooh. in three, two, one. Uh, but uh, wouldn't be possible with all of you. Someone in the chat. Maybe it was Marsh. That son of a bitch. No. Might have been Marsh. Ugh, F Marsh unsubscribed. All right, let's get into our last. By the way, we crossed back to seventy-six thousand. Oh, they 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 felt bad. All the people who trolled and Harrison at one hundred thousand, you got to go shirtless. Might be down. I have this very original idea. If we get to one hundred thousand, Gatorade shower isn't that original, Rolly? I don't think it's ever been done here. At <laughs> it's chat never sports. been on a chat sports. I don't think it's ever been done. <laughs> we'll come up with some ideas. If you have any ideas for hundred k, be fun. Lots of fun. It was Tim Griffin that unsubscribed. All right, uh, our last segment, we're going to take a look at some trade targets. Five players at some uh, interesting positions that I think could help. Let's go ahead and dive in here on the show. If you want the Chicago Bears to make a trade before the NFL trade deadline, like this video. Maybe you want to trade someone away. Maybe you want to bring somebody in. Hit that like button if you want Ryan Poles and the Bears to make a trade. Because coming up on today's show... Five Bears trade targets before the trade deadline. What's up, guys? I'm Harrison Graham from Bears Now by Chat Sports, and we're going to dive into some trade targets in a second, but just some background information here. The trade deadline is on October 31st, so we're getting close, about three weeks away. Bears still obviously have needs on their roster. You don't start 0-4 without holes on your roster. And I think something we definitely know is that Ryan Poles isn't scared to make a trade. He's traded key players away. He's brought in uh, numerous players, some that have worked, some that have not. Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, hell yeah. So uh, he has not been afraid to pull the trigger. Now, I do wonder over these next few weeks is how much is that Claypool debacle on his mind? Because – if you're Ryan Poles as a young GM who's been a little bit under fire early on in his tenure, you can't have a Chase Claypool 2.0 situation. Like You cannot trade a second-round pick, especially one that ends up being the number 32 overall pick, for a player that gives you nothing. So uh, I do think he'll be a little bit more cautious overall, so keep that in mind. 
I want to start with two players on the same team to kick off today's show because they play the same position and they are on the same team. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, edge rushers for the Washington Commanders, two players that the Bears have seen up close for the past two years. Young was hurt last year when they played Washington, but they saw him the other night. Obviously, they've seen Sweat uh, twice now. This regime has in the last two years, both ironically on Thursday night football games. And something to remember, too, when it comes to these two players. Both Chase Young and Montez Sweat are 2024 free agents. So if you're looking ahead for Washington, some logic would be that, well, they may have to pick one because they've already paid Deron Payne. They've already paid uh, Jonathan Allen. Now, could they pay one and tag the other? Yeah, it's, it's certainly possible. They could keep both if they really wanted to, but there's a common thought out there that uh, keeping one and letting go of the other or trading the other could it be a possibility? Now, you look at what these two guys have done this year. They've, they've been really good players, right? They're two good pass rushers. Uh, Montez Sweat leads in the tackle and sack category. Uh, TFLs as well. Has two forced fumble to Chase Young's none. But Chase Young is getting a ton of pressure. 27 pressures already in five games. Montez Sweat has 19. Still a really good number. Uh, so he finishes more often. But Chase Young is wreaking havoc more consistently. Uh, than Montez Sweat. I know a lot of Bears fans have been intrigued by Chase Young for a very long time. And keep an eye on the Washington Commanders. Uh, there's a thought, too, that Ron Rivera's hot seat status could really ramp up here. That was a bad loss for him uh, in his tenure there to lose at home by 20 to the Bears. Uh, and if a couple more losses stack up, I would not be shocked at all if they fired him midseason and could then opt to trade a few pieces away, including one of Montez Sweat or Chase Young, and maybe a team like the Bears, even if they're not uh, making a move to contend, would view a Montez Sweat or a Chase Young as two young pass rushers. You could bring one in to extend for two or three years and build this roster with. So pick one. Who would you rather have? Type MS for Montez Sweat, CY for Chase Young. Obviously, Young is younger, but he's also had more injuries. Sweat is a little older, but he's been more consistent in the sack department. I'd probably lean Chase Young. I like what I've seen out of him this year. He's causing a lot of problems for opposing quarterbacks, but I'd be open to either, obviously price dependent. I would not give up either of my first-round picks to get them. Okay, let's go to our third player here, Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from the Broncos. Now, <laughs> this does give me Claypool vibes, like big physical receiver, um, who has been productive at times, unproductive at others. Uh, but let's get to that part of it in a second. First, the reason we mentioned him here is the Broncos could be big sellers. That report is already out there. They're looking to trade Frank Clark. They already traded Randy Gregory. Uh, they don't like where they're at, so they're going to sell off veteran pieces. Now, Cortland Sutton's only 27 years old, so it's not like he's super old. He's been fairly decent this year, 21 catches, 229, and three touchdowns. He's on pace for... Quick math here, like seven, 800-yard season and um, pretty much double-digit touchdowns. I mean, three touchdowns in five games, that's right on pace for about 10 touchdowns. So, um, you know, to be a number two, number three type, that's decent. Now, again, I do get Claypool-y vibes here uh, if, to make this move, but there are reasons that I would consider this, which I will explain here in just a few moments. But first, I do want to tell you guys about our sponsor for today's show, and that is Prize. Picks. I'm going to be honest, I, uh, I'm having a blast here with prize picks. Daily fantasy sports. I don't have to wait uh, for my typical fantasy leagues for Sundays uh, to uh, get in on the action. I can make picks every single day because it's not just NFL. It's not 
just college football. It's uh, NBA preseason action. You can get in on the Major League Baseball players as well. And uh, the way it works is you pick two to six players and uh, go for more or less than their stat projections. For example, on Monday Night Football, I took the less on Jimmy Garoppolo passing yards, took the more on Devontae Adams receiving yards, uh, and that was to win 3x the money. Uh, on that one, you can win up to 25 times the money if you do a six-player pick. Two to six players, that's how it works. Uh, to get going with prize picks. The more players, the more bang for your buck you can get if you do hit. At prize picks, you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Get started today. You're going to have a blast. Trust me. Prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use code CLNS. They'll give you a deposit match up to $100. That link, prizepicks.com slash CLNS and promo code CLNS is available in the comments and description of this video. Use our link and promo code to get that deposit match. Okay, Cortland Sutton's remaining contract. The reason I'm not just going to completely dismiss this because, oh, God, the Claypool situation, which, again, that should be on Ryan Pohl's mind, is his contract is actually very affordable. Don't worry about the dead cap hit this year uh, because, uh, obviously, if you trade for him, you're not going to cut him this year. But if you don't like what you see, dead cap hit, $7.6 million next year. Not a huge deal. Even less the next year, 3.8. And his cap hit is $13.5 million next year, $14 million the year after that. That's pretty controllable money here for a player that's been pretty productive. Now, again, I like Sutton. I would be surprised just because of what happened in the Claypool situation. And I'll add one more caveat, too. I do wonder if in the back of Ryan Pohl's mind, he's already thinking, okay, I might be drafting Marvin Harrison this year. So if I'm doing that, why would I trade for Cortland Sutton? So I don't think it's very likely, but I think his contract's pretty reasonable, uh, and he's a big-body receiver that's not a bomb like Claypool, if that makes sense. So just a name to monitor. Denver's in a fire sale. What if they get so desperate they're like, hey, we'll take a fifth for him? I don't think that would happen, but if it's a day three pick for Cortland Sutton, uh, I think you could entice me. Okay, Bryce Huff, the Jets edge rusher. We've talked about him before uh, here on this channel because in the offseason we were looking for tons of avenues to get an edge rusher in here to bolster this pass rush. Now, his raw stats will not jump off the page. They just will not. But he is a pass rushing menace when he gets opportunities. Look at his PFF grades this year. Okay, 77 overall. 76 pass rush rate. He has 26 pressures so far this year. He's only played 107 total snaps, 87 pass rush snaps. 26 of 87 pass rush snaps, he's getting a pressure. That's, that's pretty damn efficient, guys. Like, that's a very good pressure rate. He's just buried in New York. That defensive line is absolutely loaded. He's like their fifth edge. But they even still rotate him in because as a situational rusher, he gets home often. Now, is he as impactful as an every-down player? I don't know. Um but can he play more than what he is? I mean, 87 pass rush snaps in five games. That's what, 15 a game or so? 17 a game or so? I mean, can he handle 30 pass rush snaps a game and keep up that pressure rate at a pretty similar clip? If he can, there are some reasons to bring him in here. He's only 25 years old, for one. So he's a guy who is on a one-year deal right now, so I think you'd want to extend him. His pressure rate at almost 30% is just outrageous. And I know he's playing next to good dudes, but – He's been doing this for a couple years now. Like, this is not just this season. 
I don't think a trade would be that massive in terms of how much you'd have to give up. I doubt it would be a day two pick. You're probably looking at like a fourth or fifth. Uh, and I don't think an extension would cost that much either because he's not proven as a starter. So you could maybe get him on like a two-year, $12 million extension. Uh, and then if he's doubling his snaps and still as productive, you're like, this is one of the best contracts in the NFL. So he's an under-the-radar player, but if the Jets were open to moving him, I would be very intrigued to bring Bryce Huff in here because I think he deserves a bigger opportunity. One more guy here, Derek Brown, the defensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Now, if you're thinking Derek Brown, Derek Brown, where does that sound familiar? Well, I'll tell you in a second where you've probably heard that name before. First, again, you look at the raw snap, uh, stats, it's not like going to step out to you, right? He, he's At times, he's been more of a run stopper. He's more of a penetrator, and guys around him finish plays like Brian Burns, for example, on that defensive line. But remember, when the Bears were negotiating with the Panthers to trade down from the number one pick, they had three players they were interested in. DJ Moore, who they wanted the most and got, Brian Burns, and Derek Brown. Now, I think if Derek Brown ended up being the player, they would have probably gotten an extra premium pick because he, I don't think, is as valuable as a Brian Burns or DJ Moore. But Ryan Poles liked Derek Brown a lot. He mentioned his name during those negotiations. So you've already got that in place. Um, I'm intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by this. I, I don't know what you would trade to get him I mean is it a day two pick I, I, again I'm not trading a first round pick third second I don't know if I want to trade a second maybe a future second maybe that 2025 second you could say hey Carolina we'll give you your second next year back the one you gave us in the DJ Moore trade uh, I could potentially be open to that but um, Derek Brown is a guy that you can plug under this defensive line he's 25 years old get more of a pass rushing D lineman maybe Javon Dexter ends up being that guy playing next to him Extra had six pressures last week, uh, but there's no doubt you got to bolster that group, uh, not just this year, but long term. So uh, I, I, I just thought it was a name worth mentioning. Carolina's 0-5. They could look to recoup some capital after trading up last year with Chicago, obviously, and uh, Derek Brown is one of their stronger pieces. All right, uh, there you go. Five Bears trade targets to keep an eye on here over the next few weeks. Both of the edge rushers in Washington, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Cortland Sutton, I doubt it happens. It just feels clay pulley to me, even though Sutton doesn't have the off-the-field concerns. Bryce Huff, the edge in New York, and then Derek Brown, the Carolina defensive tackle. Now, name a player that the Bears should trade for. Shout his name out in the comments. Maybe I'm forgetting somebody. I'm sure someone's going to say Brian Burns. The reason I didn't mention him is they want to get a premium receiver. Um, I guess, in theory, you could trade them a premium pick, and then they flip that for a receiver, but... Uh, I just don't think the Bears are going to get Brian Burns in a trade. I would be surprised, but drop a name down in the comments right now. And be sure to subscribe, because if the Bears do make a trade for any player or trade away a player, we're going to have it covered. We're going to go live here on Chicago Bears now, just like we did when Chase Claypool got traded. So we are the channel for you. Subscribe and turn on those notifications.